The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by the American Beverage Association. Coke, Dr. Pepper, and Pepsi are offering more choices, smaller portions, less sugar. Learn more at balanceus.org. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, May 24th. In today's news, British Prime Minister Theresa May announces her resignation. President Trump gives Bill Barr the power to declassify politically helpful records from 2016. And Congress passes a disaster relief bill with no money for the border wall. But first, the big idea. President Trump has personally and repeatedly urged the head of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers to award a border wall contract to a North Dakota construction firm whose top executive is a major Republican donor and a frequent guest on Fox News. In phone calls, White House meetings, and conversations aboard Air Force One during the past several months, Trump has aggressively pushed for Fisher Industries to be used by the Department of Homeland Security and the Army Corps of Engineers. The push to give a contract to a specific company owned by someone who is so outspoken in their support for the president has alarmed military commanders and DHS officials. Lieutenant General Todd Semenite, the commanding general of the Army Corps, was summoned to the White House again yesterday after the president's aides told Pentagon officials, including General Mark Milley, the commander of the U.S. Army, that the president wanted to discuss the border barrier immediately. An administration official with knowledge of the Oval Office encounter tells my colleagues Josh Dossi and Nick Muroff that Trump immediately brought up Fisher at the top of the meeting. This is a company that sued the U.S. government just last month after the Army Corps did not accept its bid to install barriers along the southern border. This is a contract potentially worth billions of dollars. Trump has latched on to the company's public claims that a new weathered steel design and innovative construction method would vastly speed up the project and deliver it at far less cost to taxpayers. White House officials, including Sarah Sanders, own up to Trump's hands-on role in directing the Army about what to do. They say he's pushing what he's concluded is the best option. Even as Trump pushes for his firm, Fisher CEO Tommy Fisher has already started building a section of fencing in Sunland Park, New Mexico. Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law, has joined in the campaign for Fisher Industries. Trump's repeated attempts to influence the Army Corps' contracting decisions show the degree to which the president is willing to insert himself into what is supposed to be and has historically been a staid legal and regulatory process designed to protect the U.S. government from accusations of favoritism. The Army Corps, which has earned a reputation for rectitude, discipline, and impartiality, is the designated contracting authority for the Border Barrier Project. They're supposed to develop the specs, award the contracts, and ensure legal and regulatory compliance. When Fisher first began promoting a steel version of the barrier that he said could be installed faster and cheaper, the Army Corps said publicly, that the design did not meet several of their requirements and that it lacked regulatory approvals. Separately, DHS officials warned the Army Corps back in March that Fisher's work on a barrier project in San Diego had come in both late and over budget. 
These issues were brought to the president's attention, but Trump ordered the army to consider Fisher anyway. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, some breaking news from London. British Prime Minister Theresa May announced today that she will resign as party leader by June 7th. Conservatives will then pick a new leader who will become the next prime minister. It seems likely they will choose someone who at least pays lip service to the prospect of a no-deal Brexit, leaving the EU without a transition period and adopting a relationship governed by World Trade Organization rules. Economists have predicted that abrupt change would wreak havoc on both sides of the English Channel. Boris Johnson, a flamboyant politician and the former mayor of London, known around the country simply as Boris, once said, and this is a direct quote, my chances of being PM, prime minister, are about as good as the chances of finding Elvis on Mars. Well, Today, he is the heavy favorite in opinion polls in betting markets to become the 77th British Prime Minister. A few others have already declared they want the top job too, including International Development Secretary Rory Stewart and former Work and Pension Secretary Esther McVeigh. Andrea Leadsom, who resigned as House of Commons leader this week, was a finalist alongside May back in 2016 and has said she's actively considering another leadership bid. Under the Conservative Party rules, any lawmaker can put their name forward. Conservative lawmakers then get to vote in a series of rounds, removing the person with the fewest votes until there are only two left. The Conservative Party members then select their preferred candidate. Number two, investigating the investigators and politicizing the Justice Department. Trump last night formally granted Bill Barr full and complete authority to compel intelligence agencies to cooperate with the attorney general's audit of the probe into Russian election interference in the 2016 election. The president's move gives Barr broad powers to unveil carefully guarded intelligence secrets about the Russia investigation, which the attorney general has requested to allow him to quickly carry out the review. Conservative lawmakers have insisted to friends in the administration that declassifying documents will help Trump protect his presidency and further distance himself from any political fallout from the Russia investigation and special counsel Bob Mueller's report. This move has incensed Democrats who say that Barr is once again using his position as the nation's top law enforcement official to not only protect the president, but also to attack his critics. Number three. It was another legislative defeat for Trump on Thursday as the Senate approved a deal on disaster aid before going out of town for a week-long Memorial Day recess. The bill included none of the money for the border that Trump has previously demanded as a condition for signing the bill. But the Senate forced Trump's hand, and he tweeted last night that he's going to sign it. The $19.1 billion disaster aid package, which already passed the House, will send aids to victims of western wildfires, midwestern flooding, and the hurricanes that hit the southeast in Puerto Rico, as well as other disaster-affected areas across the country. The next big flashpoint between Congress and the president will come over Saudi Arabia. Republicans and Democrats on Capitol Hill are urging Trump as they go on recess not to go over Congress's head to complete controversial arms sales to Saudi Arabia, amid concerns that he's planning to soon use emergency powers to sidestep their power to check such deals. 
Lawmakers and human rights advocates are anticipating the administration may exploit a loophole and a legal window that permits the president to circumvent congressional roadblocks or holds on proposed arms sales. Senator Bob Menendez, the Democrat from New Jersey, who's the top member, the ranking member on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, has placed such a hold on a planned sale of precision-guided munitions to Saudi Arabia. He worries and has gotten no assurances to the contrary that the weapons would be used against civilian targets in war-torn Yemen. Such holds are totally common, but the prospect that Trump may try to blow through several objections to such arms sales is alarming a lot of members, including Republicans. They're anxious to protect their authority to have a say on the executive branch's ability to export lethal weaponry to foreign actors, and they're also worried about what's being done in our name in Yemen. And this is all happening against the backdrop of the investigations that are happening on the House side, led by Democrats. The fight over Trump's financial records could land at the Supreme Court as the 2020 race peaks. A federal appeals court in Washington said yesterday afternoon that it will expedite its review of Trump's request to block a congressional subpoena seeking financial records from the president's accounting firm. The brief ruling from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, led ironically by Merrick Garland, who Trump stopped from getting on the Supreme Court, means that the accounting firm will not turn over the records to a House committee while the case is still pending. The decision Thursday by a three-judge panel puts that agreement in effect and calls for oral arguments on July 12th. The timeline allows the case to move swiftly, at least by legal standards, and could set up a decision from the Supreme Court that could land in the thick of next year's campaign, the spring or maybe June of 2020. If the appeals court in Washington, and perhaps the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit up in New York, where a similar case may be filed, rules within a matter of weeks rather than months, very possible, the justices may have to take up procedural motions as soon as this summer. So this this could happen fast, and Trump's strategy to try to run down the clock and prevent Democrats from getting records before the 2020 election may not work if the courts continue to move this swiftly. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, May 24th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. We're off on Monday for Memorial Day. I hope you are too. But we'll be back on Tuesday. Enjoy the long weekend. Take care.